Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode one. And boy, oh boy, we got a hell of a premiere episode. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? And the Canadian Nikki Sin. Hello, hello, hello. Wow, what a premiere episode of The Challenge. One I'd venture to say is one of the best we've gotten in years. The editing of this episode was fantastic and fast-paced and gave us so much information, like so much that it's, this podcast might be even longer than the episode. We apologize for that, but it was a great episode of The Challenge. How did you guys feel about it? I am so happy. I was literally about to say, like, please don't complain if this goes over a certain amount of time because it was just jam-packed of all the stuff we've asked for for the past several years. It had something for everybody, drama, hookups, athleticism, strategy, screw-ups, betrayal. I could keep going, but we're going to do that in this video. I'm so excited. Oh, it's like a charcuterie board of reality TV for me. It's like we've got all the drama, you know, we've got all the... The athleticism, got the hookups. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be so good. It's good this for episode, right? You know, just maybe, maybe double agents was just a palate cleanser. You know? <laughs> hey, yeah, I like that. I, I feel like in this episode, a lot of our problems that we complained about every week with double agents was solved here in episode one of Spies, Lies, and Allies. <laughs> Ridiculous name, but great episode. Uh, we're going to just jump into like just straight into the episode because there is a lot we have to unpack and we're going to start with the daily challenge, the prospects, the 17 prospects, the international players all competed in a challenge where they would race off with a sledgehammer and a key. And then the first person who gets there gets to pick their partner. Uh, they have to unhook them and then they compete in a daily challenge together. Uh, it was really funny watching the 17 like international players and then Kyle be one of them because it was all rookies basically, and then Kyle, and then Big T, and I, I guess Nam as well. But like he just he just stuck out from everyone else. Yeah, it was funny because he's he's like a pro at this game at this point. <laughs> like he's got his years in. Um, one thing I will say, there was a special on Monday night. If anyone didn't watch it, where like all the international people came to the house, realized that there were already people living there, and then got little pamphlets or like folders of like here's the classified information on the agents and that was so cool because they got to make like an educated decision on who they're going after uh, i thought it was really fun um in canada you know if you're over here uh we didn't get that till before the first episode uh, we thought we were all getting it on monday um no this the like walk-in was so was so cool like the it felt like a, a real challenge season again. I know, like, the last couple of seasons have just been so... Because I think it's because cold weather. I don't know. It's it's given me not not challenge house vibes. You know? There, there was also the element of each player coming first come, first serve, where the first player to show up, you're like, oh, that person is physically impressive. They were the first player to show up. Uh, and then, you know, whereas last season, people were just randomly partnering up. And you had a you had a partnership like uh, Michi and Liv, where you're like, who are those people? Who like versus like yeah. one person encountering either a known commodity or a rookie of note. I mean, at least most of the U.S. rookies are of note. Uh, the only under the radar one completely is uh, Corey Lay, but he already made a big statement. This episode, uh, the first partnership we saw, the first player to get to a, another person was Emmanuel, 
and he's fast. He's good on his feet. And he picked Casey, which was one of the smartest picks you could take. They are a physically impressive pair together. Yeah, they just look badass. You know, my my Ashley Mitchell uh, Stan Hart is like, why not her? But I get why not her. Like him and Casey together just have like that chiseled, not even petite, but just like smaller frame, but still built, tattooed, like dark hair, like badass look. I'm very much here for it. Yeah, I feel like um, we were sort of expecting them to run down and be like, I'm going to go for CT. I'm going to go for Ashley, whatever. But I feel like these these rookies may have done their research, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that might be why he didn't pick Ashley as well, because, like, if you saw her on Double Agents, he just saw her in three episodes lose two eliminations, which uh, Ashley's awesome. But if you saw that, then you're not going to think too highly of her. And you're going to think highly of Casey because she's a boss. That's a team lady killer as well, because Emmanuel, like, from the special to now, that dude carries himself with so much swagger and confidence. I'm like... I, when I first saw photos of him, I thought too much tattoos. I'm not really into it. And now I'm just like, this guy, this guy's dope. I want to be this guy's friend. <laughs> no, I agree. I so agree. <laughs> Next player to get their partner was Kells. And he picked Tori Deal, which, I mean, Tori, she stands out. She's physically, looks strong. She's tall. Um, and she is kind of like, if you watched her Are You the One, like early challenge days, that's more her type. You think of Prosper, who she, like, that was her immediate yeah. pairing on the first episode of Are You the One? Derek Henry was her boyfriend on Dirty 30, who she hooked up with first episode of Are You the One? Second Chances. Kells is her type. Tall, British, dark, handsome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it makes total sense for him. He comes from a Netflix show, like... He's probably watched this show. He knows that Tori's going to get screen time. There's going to be stories around it. Even if they're not successful, which based on the pairing, it looks like they're very strong. Uh, he knows that he's going to get an end to maybe get on some episodes, maybe some future seasons. It was incredibly smart, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It was a it was a power move. He was like, you know what? Uh, I see I see a face of the challenge. I'm, I'm taking this one. They came in third place together very impressively. Uh, next up, we had Kyle, and he came, and he he was the first person to like make a hard choice. He saw Nani and he saw Amanda, and he's like, "I part of okay." He's like, <laughs> "That that that's the twenties that like our rankings actually came down like four like five six for our vets was like Amanda and Nani like right next to each other, and it is like Nani has a higher floor than Amanda, but, but Amanda has a higher ceiling, uh, and Kyle saw her connections. I do think he she compliments him better with the puzzles and stuff like that, whereas him and Nani are mostly the same player. Uh, I like the pairing a lot. Yeah, and as you said earlier, like it's weird seeing Kyle with all the international people because the majority are rookies. He's got this wealth of knowledge about these people. He knows who Amanda's built-in alliances are, even without the little portfolio they received. I think it was a smart decision. Now, I know they've had turmoil in the past. I'm sure they put it behind them, but I'd love if that sparked up a little bit, but I guess we'll have to find out. I love this, uh, and Amanda, Kyle, ooh, this is, yeah, put two sticks together. It'll make fire, I'm telling you. Like, I, I'm i ready to see all of that happen. The two I of did, them. <laughs> I mean, I did find it funny when Kyle kept calling her the devil, and then when it came to the actual daily challenge, 
he was just carrying the chains that all the guy, all the girls were, and Amanda was carrying the giant case that looked like it looked like a refrigerator, like a mini refrigerator, like a mini toaster oven. Uh, and he and she's so tiny and carrying that big old thing, and she's like, "Look, I know moms are strong, but I, I don't know if you see this, but all the other guys are carrying this." It just was like typical Kyle fashion, just to be like, "Oh, uh, okay, I loved it." Oh well, she's got it. It's fine. Let her get it. That's worrisome for a man with a baby on the way. <laughs> uh, true. Kyle's gonna be ordering a table from IKEA and make his make his girlfriend slash wife uh, <laughs> and create it. Right. Oh, She's like going geez. into labor. He's like, "You got it. You're fine." <laughs> Next up, one of the more surprising picks. I mean, Nam picked Michelle Fitzgerald, and, and we love Michelle Fitzgerald here on this show at all times. Uh, but it was it was surprising because Nam is one of the few veterans, and he did not go after a veteran. Uh, I mean, good pick. I mean, it's a fun pairing. I just I didn't see it coming. Yeah, and maybe because Michelle even said like I'm trying to look like Meek and like I'm not strong. Maybe that's what Nam was looking for this season after last season. But I'm with Alan. Pick a vet. Pick somebody that you know of. Pick somebody that you don't have to like relearn them. But I mean, Michelle's great. It just, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it, it, something wasn't calculating with that. I feel like maybe he just got like flustered in the moment and it's the, the first one he went for, you know? Yeah. And also we don't really know sometimes with the edit of who got there first. And cause the next person we actually saw, like potentially the first female who got to a partner uh, was Lauren uh, Coogan uh, from Love Island. And she got to Josh Martinez. She unlocked him. And they did not give her a confessional. They mostly ignored it. I don't even know if they gave... Did they give him a graphic at all? They, they get a graphic? A graphic yes. they get, yeah, they gave him a graphic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they ignored her. And as you'll see this season, they're going to go on to ignore them. But the good thing about this is that we didn't have to hear a Josh confessional. And at the end of the day, we're the winners of that scenario. 1,000%. Aren't we all? Wow. Round of applause for that. <laughs> I got my phone in my hand with the list, and I'd be doing the applause right now. But next, the double door. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, we had Logan, who picked Anissa. And she spoke a little Spanish to him. I, I respected it. And as a pair, we'll, we'll talk about them later, they actually worked really well together. They communicated. They, I mean, Logan, I got to say, he's a little bit – I'm getting a very elitist vibe from him in the way he talks and the way he was in the, in the episode zero special. But he's partially elitist because he looks really good and he is, like, good at stuff. He's athletic. Uh, it, it, might, it might grind on me after time, you know. It's already – ground grinded i don't know graded, it's already yeah. graded thank you yeah it's already graded <laughs> on me a little bit because you know the promo videos too where he's like i'm not working with survivor people like why would i do that because it's smart um and like you said with the edit i'm not sure why he would pick anisa like maybe her stats like he saw the eliminations and maybe some daily wins he was like okay cool um but yeah yeah that's all i've got to say I think, again, it might be a, a thing where um, some of these challengers have just seen, like, the more recent seasons and just seen the, like, the promos or, like, who's been pushed, you know, player-wise. 
towards them. So he's probably like, oh, Anissa. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pick her. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he in the episode zero, he's like, I don't sleep with a lot of women because they aren't really good enough for me. And then I know we like to make fun of Anissa on this podcast. A healthy share, you know. We yeah. got a lot of complaints about how much we do. But he calls her a grandma, and I was like, no, come on. Okay. That's that's. She- I thought, I mean, he said, like, like a grandma and did, like, an explanation. But even just saying it out loud, I was offended. I was like, no, that's that's my person. We can make fun of Anissa. You're new here. I'm not ready for you to do it. Yeah, I was like, no, no. It's like, I can pick up my little brother. You can't. Yeah, I found myself looking at TJ and being like, she's earned her stripes. She's a, she's a, <laughs> she's a legend of this game. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I saying this internally? And I was. So, you know, maybe... Maybe this will make me uh, bring back some of the love I used to have for Anissa. Would, would you have changed your mind if he had said it in Spanish? Anissa is mi abuelita. <laughs> um, I would have changed my mind just after having to remember my ninth grade Spanish class. <laughs> but yeah. That almost feels worse. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then next up, uh, Huey. One of the last males uh, on the international side to get a partner. I mean, he gets Ashley, and they don't perform well together because they're both talkative people. They they give direction, <laughs> and it was just a mess. I will say, Huey did know he boxed for seven years. We didn't know that. I think his cardio might be decent because boxers have good cardio. Oh. Yeah, he got to Ashley, and like, she was like, quit talking. Like, we're in the middle of a daily challenge. But I think that's just him, and like I've said, as an Ashley stand, that might bother me because I'm like, oh gosh, my favorite. But uh, it'll definitely be entertaining, if anything. And yeah, um, cardio is probably great, except for, might we remind you, he just recently had a BBL that's going to impede some of his success. I, I don't know. Maybe Ashley can give him some tips. I mean, Maybe it'll help her- with momentum. Like, he'll just... Ashley got her boobs done, and then did the show like not too soon after. She also quit that season, like, like <laughs> well within her right. Good for, exactly. Good for her. Day one. I mean, no, I'm just saying, but like she she just left day one. Um, but uh, we had a like a race for a guy between Bettina and Priscilla, and I think Priscilla got there first, but Bettina found the guy first, and that is Mr. Corey Warden. Uh, she was like, they were both yelling, like, where's Corey? Where's Corey? Like, and good for Corey, man. You're being vied for by these rookie females. I mean, he's made two straight finals, second place, third place in back-to-back seasons. One of the faces of the show. Yeah. And might I add, Bettina already just, like, standing her, and I don't stand anybody. This wasn't this episode, but I have to say, like, in the the special that aired Monday, episode zero – her laugh is infectious in a way that like it's endearingly I, bad. Yes. Like I, I love her for that simply. Like if she never had a confessional aside from just laughing, bliss. I'm I'm gonna make a song out of her laugh. EDM? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna Bernie Man 2022. Oh, this it's gonna is, be a banger. It's gonna be just there's probably some Swedish DJs with some like sick tracks you've never heard of. Oh, it's gonna be lit. Oh man. Oh no, I'll, I'll say, do it. I'll say this about Bettina. In pictures, her proportions make it seem like 
she might not be able to keep up when it comes to running things like that. She's, she's very big chested, but she was keeping up. She even said like, I'm five foot two, but like I'm in it to do this. And I want to know too, like her English is like immaculate. I was a little bit shocked. Whenever she opens a sentence, it sounds like she's from North Dakota and then it slowly turns into Swedish. But I agree. Yeah, that was a big takeaway. I had big chested, but big heart to pump a lot of blood for her cardio. Good sprinter. And the attention of the male as well, because, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that laugh, man. It's it was, it's just so bad that it's good. And even her, when she got Corey, she threw up the peace sign so happy. And she just shows so much liveliness. I'm like, that gives my brain, like, good feelings, good vibes. I, I really enjoy Bettina. Yeah. yeah. She had, like, uh, just, just good vibes all around, you know? Just spread them out already. That might have been the only thing she said in confessional, but I love her. I love, I love, I just love this girl. <laughs> and Priscilla, after not getting Corey, she's like, well, let's get a young buck number two. Let's go to Nelson. Nelson, where are you? And Nelson's like, I'm right here. And I want to say they, in the daily challenge, uh, Nelson cracked their thing and they didn't have the combination. They finished somehow. I think someone told them the code because they're Nelson's friend. But, but when they're back at the house, you could see them working out, sprinting up hills together. So I think that's going to be a very physically impressive duo. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I had to crack up because like it didn't even seem like the segment was edited. It could have been. I could be wrong. But it was almost like as soon as she realized, Corey's gone. Okay, Nelson's my number two. Like She'd been running up to that that place in her head, running through her options. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. They They both... I mean, we know that Nelson's fit and Alan for sure. And we've added on to the comment that like Priscilla looks buff. Like this, this is going to be a really exciting pair. Yeah, it, it wasn't surprising for me for the two of them to, to pair up. I think it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to see how they work together. On paper, that's like the the duo you don't want to face in a, in a pole wrestle. It's like you don't want like that. Like you face them in a pole wrestle, you're, you're going home. Uh, after that, we had Gabo getting Nani, uh, and he picked her because she was hot. And I got to say, Gabo stinks. Gabo, Gabo, get, oh, brother, get this guy out of here. I'm just, I just can't take him. My opinion is so different. I literally like him so much because he just is like funny in a way that's, he's not even trying to be. It's just because he's kind of like dumb. But like on the special, he was like, this looks like a porn mansion. Well, he would know that because he's done porn before. And then he was like, I feel like I'm on or he's he's on Warsaw Shore. He's like, it's like the Jersey Shore. I like to. And he couldn't even remember what GTL was like. He got G&T, but couldn't remember L. And he's just as like, so just like I picked you because you're pretty. And I'm like, huh. Hmm. So maybe I'm alone on this, but I thought he was funny. I mean, he's got. At least it wasn't lying. He's like, yep, nope, pick Nani. She's hot. He did say Picture. he had popcorn muscles. That's what I was trying to That's, remember. Yes. I'm so That's happy one, that he said it. That is the one thing that when he said that, I was like, thank you for admitting this. Because some people were like, oh, no, like, I'm so strong. I'm so tough. He's, he does it for an aesthetic and good for him for admitting it. And he, yeah. he's all about aesthetic because there's Nani. He's going to, I feel like he's, he's going to get taken down a lot of pegs here. On this show, I think he's going to win. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like you're laughing at him <laughs> rather than I laughing am. with him. It's like Bettina. It's like she does some like, like we're laughing with Bettina's laugh. 
We're laughing at Gabo. That's a, that's a huge difference. I feel like <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I'm also laughing at Bettina, though. I'm sorry, Bettina. <laughs> as long as I'm, and I'm going to say it every time. As long as he does not get the Dragon Ball Z edit, we're good. We're good. Oh no, he's not good enough to get the Dragon Ball Z edit. Popcorn muscles don't get Dragon Ball Z edits. <laughs> Uh, next up, we had Renan taking, or Renan. I learned his name was Renan instead of Renan uh, oh. in today's episode, and I, I won't need that information for long. Uh, he, he takes Michaela as a partner, and that's no surprise because Michaela is one of the female rookies. Uh, not a lot of information on them. Yeah. I mean, for for me and for us that have watched Survivor, like, it's a good choice, like, on paper. Yeah. I feel like he, uh, given his show backgrounds, it doesn't, he, he didn't really have a lot to, to go with anyways. He, he did not have a choice. That, that, that is important to know. Uh, <laughs> next up, we had Emmy picking Corey Lay. And that was another situation of, I think, someone just picking the first guy they saw. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, like, honestly, that took me by surprise, not because, like, I'm like, oh, oh, I just would have never expected that. But I guess desperation breeds more desperation. Not that they're not both, like, incredibly fit. Like, in my head, I just would have never been like, oh, they're going to gravitate towards one another. Yeah, because I just don't see them meshing. Like, they, they feel, it feels like they, they wouldn't vibe. Next up, Berna found a hiding CT. Almost like he was a Pokemon in the tall grass, like a legendary. And she got him as her partner. And that is a scary duo uh, because Berna is athletic and CT is pretty good at the challenge. I don't buy it for a second that she was that far behind. Like whenever they gave out the the information on them, like people are like, oh, my gosh, CT's the person to gun for. We want him. And like, yes, it's cute to like play it up and be like, he's hiding because he wants to make the choice. No, the, those girls that are running up are looking for CT. I'm sorry. Like, you can't tell me that Josh was chose before CT just because like, oh, he's funny. He's a goof. No, <laughs> like CT is the obvious choice. So like, haha, production, like you got us. Or maybe I'm wrong, but like, there's no way he was picked that late in the game. Maybe. He was on the farthest blocks. I will say that. He was like the farthest blocks away. Him and Tommy were like the farthest away from people. So, it, you know, we talk about how Emmy just picking Corey because he was like, Corey was actually very close to them. He was like one of the first players on the rocks. And I think Michelle Fitzgerald, too, when, when Nan picked her, like just, you know, first come, first serve. So maybe that's part of it. Uh, but I agree with you. There's there's a very realistic chance that Burnham might have been the first person to get there. And she took CT because why would you not take CT? Because he's CT. And she reveals to CT later on, who's like very impressed when he finds out she's trained in acrobatics. And considering we have Fessy, we have Josh, we have Tori, she's used to being around clowns at the circus. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> so as we were saying, Berna and CT are a pair. If this sounds weird in the video slash podcast, it's because my Wi-Fi cut out as I was making my hilarious joke about Berna being used to being at the circus because now she's competing with Josh and Fessy and all the other clowns. Uh, they are a pair of the season that people are going to have to be afraid of, and maybe they got to split them up any way they can. Uh, after that, Fessy took Esther, or Esther took Fessy, 
and she saw him as like big, athletic, gonna be a good pair. And then by the end of the episode, she's like, Oh no, he's messy. Yeah, messy fessy. I like Esther. Like her confessionals already, I'm just like, okay, she's got her finger on some of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, poor girl. I, I hope, well, not I hope, it's already done. I wish she could have done some more research or got there sooner because Fessy's not a great partner. Like he's very strong, but partnerships, not his strength. Well, hopefully she'll be able to, you know, get rid of him as a partner. <laughs> yeah, true. Pretty quickly. I agree, though. Her finger is on the pulse when other, you know, female players and rookies were like trying to make some moves. She's like, no, 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 no. You got to play it cool first. Watch, listen, and then you make your move. And when she talked about Tatcha, she's like, yeah, Tatcha is my friend. We did our same show together. But me and Tatcha are way different people. I'm going to be allied with Tatcha until it matters for me. Esther is very cognitive of everything around her. Uh, Smart. And and Fessy was very impressed by her, too, because she was really hustling in the Daily Challenge. And I, I, not to be like too thirsty either. Like when he was like the best part about Esther and they pan in behind them as they're running. Esther's got a crazy good body. Oh my God. She's gorgeous. Like she's the full package on the show. Yeah. She's beautiful. And I think Fessy learned from his mistakes of last season, definitely like watching it back. I've got to be more supportive of the women that I'm with because I'm coming off as an egotistical maniac, which he still is, but yeah. But, like, maybe it humbled him. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, also, it is important to note that Fessy noted on the casting special that it's Ramadan season as he's filming the newest season. And uh, he can't eat during the daytime, you know, from sunup to sundown. Uh, He can't eat during that portion. So his emotions for a big guy like that who probably eats, you know, a healthy amount of calories a day, his emotions might not be fully in check. I mean... We've all been hangry at one point or another. Yeah. And oh, I really do respect yeah. him for um, staying devout in his beliefs because it'd be so easy to be like, well, I, there's an exception. I'm filming this show, but I'm, it makes me very happy and respect him an ounce that he's, he's sticking to his truth. And that he told us and that he told us like straightforward up front. And that was like last season, whenever there were certain issues, like I hate when people, after the fact, tell us where it's like he was upfront about like, no, this is what's going on with me. It's a bit of a struggle, but I stay very loyal to my religion and I, it's very respectable. Uh, the the next pairing that I don't think got a confessional was uh, Tracy and Devin. And Devin was just kind of like, all right, let's get this daily challenge done. <laughs> he did not look pleased. And I can't lie, I wouldn't be pleased either. She seems like a super sweet girl, but like, She's very frail. I don't even want to say skinny. She's frail. Mm. Yeah. Didn't see a lot of uh, challenger in her. Like, if they ever do pole wrestle, they're calling her down there to be the pole. She is. Yeah, she's the pole. (laughs) If Anissa wants to entertain one night, they're calling her to the middle of the dance floor. Anissa's using her as a pole. We could have Jasmine come back. If only. What an iconic moment. Next up, uh, we had Big T, who kind of a bad showing for her. (laughs) I mean, as a vet. Yeah, I mean, she gets Tommy. And Tommy, I mean, Tommy was actually, I think, you know, we haven't been too high on him on our preseason videos. But I I actually really like that he was respectful and understood that, like, hey, she's not the most athletic, but people love this girl. Like, because he's a fan of the show. He understood, like, 
Her yeah. social game's fantastic, and it's going to carry me for a decent portion. So shout out to Tommy for at least knowing that. Yeah, super smart. And no, it was not a good showing for Big T. It was embarrassing, to be honest, especially after like she made the comments last season about like not being taken seriously. But in the same sense, Big T also knows she's incredibly likable and can work the vets that she's there with. Like she probably thought, whoever I get, I'm going to be fine with. Now, did she expect to get an American rookie? Probably not. But it's, I feel like it's going to work out fine for both of them. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the teacher did his homework. Tommy was like, you know, Big T's political game. Much better than her, her physical game. We'll say. <laughs> I think they might be an actually interesting pair. Yeah, I, and I, I, it it so works to Tommy's benefit because he's one of the Americans that got a vet as a partner. Like, yeah, you know, like I know that Michelle did as well, but like we find out Nam's fate later, and then Michaela didn't. Like, he got big T. It's huge. Good pairing. And also, this is one of those things that we know wasn't edited. Like, Big T didn't come in second place and pick Tommy. She was definitely like, there's only two choices or one choice, and I'm getting Tommy. Uh, and then the last pair we see is Tatcha and Jeremiah. Um, I I hope Tatcha finished better than this because, you know, you don't want to come in last out of 17 people. That's a lot of people to come in last out of. Uh, when it comes to just the race element of the game, um, Jeremiah did not get any shine in this moment. We got, I mean, obviously the shine is always going to go on to Tatcha, but even she said like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to really listen to my male partners. I'm a strong dominant personality, which is badass to say, but also like, you know, for, for the men in the games, like, is that the most optimal partner? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, Jeremiah though, like, yeah, the shine wasn't on him. Great partner. I'd feel like seems very athletic. He's yeah. tall, strong, you know, although she came in last, like that's definitely not the worst guy there she could have ended up with. The rookies not- like him. Like when they were working out at the gym, the rookies, they he doesn't have like the target that Kells will have by just like outwardly showing a lot, whereas he can just kind of stick in the background. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was like a consolation prize. Like he's a great partner. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and of these 17 players, one team came in first place. And it was Logan and Anissa. Uh, Logan seemed to be the one who took the lead on solving the math because he was the one putting in the code or solving the the, the code. Um, And yeah, I mean, Anissa has historically bad daily challenge ads, but has won the first daily challenge in three out of her last four seasons, which is just something funny. I don't know how it happens every time, but Anissa just kills these first daily challenges. And, and, you know, I thought about this while watching it. Maybe she just is like, it is so uncertain what this game is going to be. So, like, let me at least give myself safety week one. Or it might just be pure coincidence. But nonetheless, it's it's impressive to me. Honestly, good for her. We love her here. We love her. No, I'll be honest. In my opinion, I kind of dislike it because I'm like, oh, she's going to win this first daily challenge and then write it like for the rest of the season. As like, look at me. I, I came in first place out of all these females. Like after all these years, you know, I still got it. As, and then when she like DQs in a challenge in like 12 seconds, you know, it, that, that, that that's what's going to happen. But 
I mean, good for Nisa, good for Logan. I mean, a rookie male getting the win first here is big. Um, second place was the team of Michaela and Renan. And if that run from when they decoded the puzzle and got the gem and got to the finish line was a bit longer, I think they could have won the daily challenge because we all know Anissa's cardio is not good. Uh, that I mean, honestly, even if Tori and Kels, who were the third place team, if they had been like one more mile, I think those two teams could have won the daily challenge and would have just drastically changed how this whole episode played out and the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're listening to this because you've already watched the episode, you know what happened, so I'm not going to say it exactly yet. But unbiased, not knowing anything while watching the episode, whenever Michaela and Renan came in second, I was like, oh, you're a rookie-rookie pair. This is going to make you look like a threat. Um, And it made me so anxious. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is the best idea for them. Yeah, like definitely don't get last, but maybe not get second place. I don't know. Like sixth, I, I think. I mean, at the at that time, they probably thought they were gonna. They had a chance to win, and then the run ended up being very short. The run from the decode to the finish line. Um, if it had been longer, I really do think they could have won. Um, the only other important teams to really note is that uh, <laughs> Ashley and Huey came in last place, and they thought they'd get purged for a second. Um, it was a mess. Who was the team who came in second to last? Um, Nani and Gabo. Gabo, Gabo. Oh, yeah, the guy stinks. <laughs> Nabo? Nabo? Yeah, whatever they are. I, I love that Nani kept her cool. Like, that's such a Nani thing to just be like, it's okay. Like, let's relax. Um, but yeah, the dysfunction of Ashley and Huey, I, I, my heart was like just beating so fast. Like, please don't let this happen. And yeah, Ashley blew up unnecessarily. I'll fully say that. But like, Huey, you are not the vet here. You are not the two-time champ. Shut up and let her figure it out. And he kept like putting the code in and it locked them out, of course. And she's like, just stop and stop talking to me. And he's like, we're not going to get through this by like you getting mad at me. And then he got mad at her. And I'm like, this is such chaos, but great TV. It's so good. It's like every, it's you know, like good food or like those ready-made meals that are like sent to you. We got all the ingredients. Everything's just here for us. I know. So and perfect. The icing on the cake, or I guess the salt on the pre-made food was just that, you know, as they're running to the finish line, like they're both pissed. Ashley's helmet's off. Like she's trying to chuck it as she's done before. And he's like, I'm not going home first. And she's like, bro, we're going to get purged. And he was like, that's fine, but I'm not going home first. She's like, we're going to get purged. He's like, what's that mean? And she's like, that we're going home first. Like, What's the disconnect here? But yeah, it was just. They were so funny. And like Alan said, they thought they're going home. TJ's like, I don't know the specific words, but he was like, here on the challenge, if you get last, you know what that means, Ashley and Huey. And she's like, great, I always get screwed over, which she often does. I mean, not always. She's won two seasons, obviously, but she often does. And then he's like, it just means you're not going to get last again. Wipe the sweat from my brow. Which important to note, I don't know why we had 17 place finishers and no punishment for last place. I love Ashley, but like what was the point of that? <laughs> I, mean, I, I just like just yeah. I don't know. I mean I guess it gave everyone how everyone like a, a, a view of how everyone else was doing in the challenge, but still 
I, 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 I like when there are stakes and I don't like when last place doesn't get a punishment at all. Yeah, because if that's how the rest of the season, you know, is set up, I mean, who cares if you get second or 17th or 16th? Like, what's what's the difference? I was hoping it would be like last place goes straight into eliminations. Yeah. Same. Even though I love Ashley and she would have left with Huey, I feel. But, like, I, I love that format. I at least liked when they did War of the Worlds 1 where top three got, you know, immunity or power because then teams were at least fine to be in third place and that way you had a chance to like still compete uh yeah i don't like it when people just phone it in and give up especially with this format it might allow for a lot of people giving up and that ends our daily challenge portion logan and anisa get the win and we're gonna move into the romance portion and the drama pushing over into the drama romance hookup portion of the episode and last season on double agents we complained about the lack of hookups all we had was fessy's endless number of blondes we had a mechie and amber storyline that was never showed on tv we got nothing we were served very little show mats and hookups this episode we had three makeouts and two hinted at show matches that could be developing and we're gonna kick off with ashley and nelson where nelson is all booed up with her he's got her in his arms and he explains like yeah Ashley moved to Austin. I live down the street from her. We are casual friends with benefits. Uh, if I, you know, as someone who would watch them on social media together on their Instagram stories, I thought this for a long time, and now they're just saying it openly and honestly. And Amanda had the best reaction to it because she's like, "Oh my god, my two explosively emotional best friends are hooking up, and this could just lead to the biggest explosion of all time." Love, uh, love and love. I, I, I'm like Alan. Like I'd seen them on social media. I knew that Ashley had moved down there. It was just obvious that there was something more than just like, oh, we're co-stars on a show. Uh, I have no doubt that it's going to be explosive, just like Amanda is predicting or trying not to happen. Uh, but I'm still here for it. Like I like when we have well-known vets hooking up with one another because there are so many deep layers to that. Like, you know, Amanda said, oh, these are my besties. But like, Ashley's her real life challenge best friend. Nelson's from her Are You The One season. They are rivals partners, become best friends. Like, she's got a lot of stake in this as well that could really go left, right, and everywhere except for good. Yeah, and Ashley has never disappointed when it comes to a, a challenge romance, showmance. There's, there's never been, it's never been crumbs of anything. It's always been a full, like a buffet, an entree of what's happening. I, I know this is going to be good. And I know, you know, someone else is probably going to flirt with someone else. Yeah. And there's going to be some wine and there's going to be some misunderstandings. And I'm going to, I'm going to eat all of it up. (laughs) Like. I, I got to say, Ashley looked really good in her dress, too, as Nelson was hugging her That's all amazing. over the place. I mean, the girls were popping out. It was fantastic. Uh, and, there, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was a fun to watch. And this could end – it could only end in a mess. This isn't going to end good. There's no way this could end well. Uh, <laughs> and, but I, I do want to yeah. say I also love that there's, like, a Friends with Benefits thing that's just oh, being yeah. like – They're like, yeah, this is, this is cool. This happens. Because it oh, does. Yeah. 
Hardly ever works. Hardly ever works. Somebody always gets the feels. And I, I feel it'll be my girl, Ashley. Me too. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love this show so much. Especially, yeah, I agree with Luke. They've been part of my life for so long. I'm glad they're finally doing it. But it's not going to end well. It, this is like when a sitcom, when you finally pair up two characters. And then like the sitcom writer's like, yeah, this isn't working out for eight episodes. Uh, if if they even make it eight episodes together, like yeah, it's just it's not great. Why you push it, man? Yeah, right. Right after we saw Casey and Nani, where <laughs> oh man, real smooth. Like Nani's asked a question. Is it by Kyle? I think like, would you be with her? She's like, yeah, I'd feel comfortable with her. And then Casey in her confessionals is blushing about Nani, and yeah, they look they look really good together. They look fantastic together. Yeah, I, I can't remember if this is from tonight's episode or the special, forgive me, but I really liked how, you know, Nani, we've seen her life since she's 21 years old. Like she says, you know, I've obviously dated lots of guys. I've hooked up with girls. We've even seen it on the real world. Um, she's like, and I don't care, but I've never had feelings for a female this way. She's like, but I just feel safe with Casey. And like my heart was fluttering for her. I was like, this is amazing because if there's one thing Nani deserves, it's love. Um so that's very sweet and endearing. I'll take it to a non-endearing place, though. They were definitely fooling around on Total Madness. And if not, Double Agents. You know, sorry to Casey's ex-girlfriend. But, like, come on now. We we saw tidbits of it on Total Madness under the blanket and just whatever. Um, but I'm glad that they're both single. And it doesn't have to be this taboo thing of, like, we can't do this because a camera might find us or because any other outside reason. They can just be. I'm... I'm so team Casey and Nani. This is, I I like 1000% agree with everything you just said, Luke. Like watching, watching Nani like grow as a person and, you know, all, all her relationships and be so like raw and out there about her, her sexuality. It's, it's so beautiful. And they just, they seem really happy. And I have to add, like <sighs> Nikki and I said previously, like, we're giving lots of people new chances, like a second chance. I'm giving Casey the biggest second chance. You know, if you if you listen to this last season, our podcast, you'll know that we like we're giving her some credit, Casey. Even her confessionals just seem more lighthearted and happy. And like she squealed like a little. Yeah, I was like <laughs> we're getting real emotions out of her. Like this is perfect. So, yeah, like I'm team Nancy all the way. Nancy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I- as Casey was showing emotion, someone out there was like, write that down, write that down. I, she, she showed growth. Um, but <laughs> Edit a tear. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. I, I did like that uh, Casey went for a drink of beer and then uh, Nani immediately bought her in for a kiss. And then Casey went for the neck and it was just like, oh, wow, that's a that's a scene that that looks kind of you know, cool. And I do agree with Luke. Like my friend the other day was like, so you're a hardcore Casey Nani stan? Like as a couple, I'm like always happen since total badness. I just don't know why they ever pretended like it wasn't going to be a thing. They have so much right. chemistry together. And talking about a couple that has chemistry to one that has no chemistry other than physical, and that is Amanda and Fessy, and it's the best thing to ever happen to Fessy, and it's the best thing to ever happen to us, the fans, because of last season, we just kept complaining about Fessy trying to flirt with Gabby, where he's like, oh, I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm more than what people think. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, dude, just kiss. She doesn't care about you. Just kiss and get it over with. And Amanda was just straight up like, you're annoying, but kiss me because I, I am physically attracted to you. 
the layers <laughs> the layers this have has it's insane like scenes before she's telling nelson like watching last season i was so upset for you like you know horrible and then it just flashes to her making out with like public sworn enemy number one and she's literally like i'm kissing you to shut you up which we know it's because she thinks he's hot like if you look at amanda's old tweets during festy season of big brother she's like hey break up with Haley and get with me which is hilarious to me by the way but i'm here for it she's not blonde like that's a huge thing for fessy this is this might be his season of growth as we've said <laughs> oh my god are we is this our season of growth too i hope not <laughs> no we're still crabbing on fessy as a whole and someone pointed out to me recently that there are no blondes on this season other than Tori, and Tori's distancing herself from Fessy. And I, my brain exploded when I got that information. I was like, "Wait, really?" And then, yeah, they're they're actually right. Which might I add, while we said <laughs> it, I'll just say it briefly again. Don't remember it from this episode of the special, but it happened. Tori expressed she verbatim said, "I effed Fessy." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. On the reunion, on the reunion, she beat around the bush. I was like, "We went, we were friends, whatever." She's like, "No, I did. I'll cop to it." So yeah, Alan's exactly right. Like, there's a blonde there, but he's yeah. he's been there, done that. So. And, and and she told me in her interview that she just tried to stay away from him for storyline purposes. Um, and you know, similarly, like Fessy is Amanda's type. She's always like the tall, dark, and handsome. Even even though she's always dated pretty boys, uh, whenever she's done like her interviews, like oh, she's always said like people like JP and Alan from World of the Worlds. She's like, oh, those guys are hot. Like that's like you know, she likes a tall, dark uh, Latin type and. Yeah, she's uh, she's living her dream right now, and she even like you know Corey sees her, and she's like, oh man, we gotta tell Nel, we gotta tell Nelson now because he's gonna keep it a secret. And Corey, with the ultimate dad, like just stepping out onto the balcony for no reason whatsoever, like it didn't seem like anyone else was there. Just Corey, just <laughs> just catching them in the act. Yeah, I love the dynamic. Like I love this is a little off, and I'll get right back on. I love the two young bucks with the two lavender ladies, and just like. All the intertwined, just like, it's so good for muscle. But yeah, back to the hookups. No, I'm so into it. I think that Fessy and Amanda are a really good match. Is that, yeah. Is that weird uh, to say? I think that he's somebody who need he doesn't need a timid girl who's going to be like, oh, Fessy, like, I'm shy. He needs somebody to be like, shut up. Yeah. You're an idiot. You're being cocky. Like, this needs to stop. And that's her. And if you keep up with them on social media, like, they definitely still hang out. So. I think for us, the fans, Amanda is the perfect partner for Fessy, but I don't, he, she's definitely not what he actively seeks out, but he's just so attracted to her because how could you not be that it just is a perfect pairing. Uh, and we have to talk about the drama portion with uh, Fessy and Nelson where Fessy, I mean, he's like, I owe you one. I owe you two. You don't have to trust me. And then Nelson's like, yeah, yeah. You're never going to be a brother to me again, which he should not accept. And I love that Nelson is showing that fiery nature. And I love that Nelson was also like, yo, Amanda, I love you. You can do whatever you want. But also that's not going to, me and him is not going to happen. But that just showed growth that they could be so close to those two individuals and also let them do their own thing. Yeah. And and I think part of that too is he's also like, I'm boning your best friend. So I really can't say much. Um, But you said like, we can't be brothers, maybe brothers-in-law because Amanda's his sister. Um, and not and not to take it back to the hookup thing, but I have to real quick. Like you said, Fessy's not great for Amanda. He's definitely not stepdad material. Okay, can't be trusted. Like whatever. Um, oh. But back to Nelson. Sorry for that slight tangent. 
I'm so glad he stood his ground because it would have been so easy to be like, bro, we're good. Like it was a spur of the moment decision. Like, but he didn't like that was wrong what he did. And, you know, they showed a flashback and you got a glimpse of it. But if you recall back to double agents, like not only did Fessy call down Nelson, he was extremely dirty in that elimination, like trying to take his helmet off, like putting his fingers in his visor. Like it, it was, it was a little, well, it wasn't a little gross. It was gross. So I'm really happy that Nelson is bucking up. <laughs> Young bucking up. Yeah. Uh, I'm so bad, but I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I love a good pun. No, I'm proud of Nelson for just yeah. being like, no, you did me dirty, and I don't, I don't have to like, I don't have to forgive you. Yeah, I also, I also like that the film editing of it made Fessy look really giant, and Nelson, who's like five eight, look really small. So it's like, yeah, he did do you dirty because like, look at how big you are, look at how small he is. Uh, I mean, Nelson, I mean, Nelson's a beast, but you know, just the, just the height difference alone. Uh, <laughs> after that, we had, um, not after that, but we also had other showman stuff. Uh, Kels and Tori being a bit flirty, giving her a little forehead kiss. Uh, as we mentioned, he's her type. Uh, Kel seems into it. Fun pairing. Yeah. Like them being partners scares me a little bit because that could cause some chaos. Um, and I'm down for people doing whatever they want to do. But part of me is also like, I really want Tori to have a season where she's just single, where she literally is like game oriented. And, you know, it's too soon to jump the gun and be like, oh, my God, they're they're going to fall in love and get engaged and break up after three years. It's not that. But I, I kind of just hope that, that fizzles out for our sake, her sake. They can have a fun summer, summer fling, you know. Yeah. And that can be it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm also super into Manuel and Michelle. Ooh, spicy. Yep. And they didn't even actually interact this episode. They were just sharing glances across the room. And yeah. it's like, and that's, that's what, that's hot. Like, that's like, that's good it. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Michelle and I think it was Logan's birthday party. Like, you know, Michelle gives the confession of like, where she's like, game, 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 boy, game, game, hot boy, look at the road. It's so funny. But like, Michelle, I can't remember she said it during promo. She said it at some point, so just take my word for it. She loves reality TV men, which she's dated several and good for her. But the glance that she gave him, I was like, I, in this moment, understand Michelle Fitzgerald's game. Not her, the challenge game or survivor game. Her, like, game, game. It was look down, look up, look down, look up, look away. I thought, ooh, she saw that somewhere. It was so good. <laughs> it just I, I've always thought Michelle's beautiful and then and then I watch on the challenge and then she's like she's even prettier. I I, I mean I know she she's living on an island for 39 days, so maybe you know there is the idea of being island hot, but you only have one outfit. Her made up, her eyes, her just her outfits, oh my god, they're so form fitting. She looks stylish, she's hot, and she's intelligent, well spoken, total package. Yeah, she said in an article recently, it was from this week even, um, you know, Survivor's obviously her show. Like, she loves it. Of course, she's won. She's never been eliminated or voted out, I should say. Like, with those type of accolades, like, yeah, that's your show. But she's like, my type of show is the challenge. I can eat. I can put on makeup. I can shower. I can, you know, get down and dirty. So, yeah, I hope this progresses into something more um, because we love Michelle here. I want to see more of her on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's such a, like, all my doubts of her, and then watching her in the trailers and everything and all her promos, she's just switched it up in a good way. It's like some of the classic elements are there, but the cutthroat nature that I wasn't sure that she had, she totally has, and it's dope as hell to watch. Oh, my God. Oh, man, the two are going to be interesting. And, oh, we can throw that into the, you know... It's not a hookup or drama, but a ma- but Logan and Michelle had a birthday party. Uh, Devin brought her a cake in his uh, little speedo, which was one of the weirdest parts of the episode. But I got to say, it looked like everyone in the house was having a lot of fun. And, like, it, it, it turned it around for me from, like, Devin and the speedo is weird to, like, okay, this is this looks like a classic challenge house and what we've been missing. Yeah. It- yes. The takeaways I have are so profound. The fact that Anissa was like, no, we're going to do this. Love that about Anissa. Like, she might not be my favorite on the show, but we said it before. I could go bar hopping with her and probably have a fun time. And it was such a strange moment for me as a viewer to sit there, and they're all crowded around the table. And the person that gave the toast was Anissa. You know, we've had many seasons of Johnny Bananas. Like, you might have even had a Kyle or a, a CT do it, but Anissa did it. And it felt totally fine to me it, i loved it and my last takeaway then i'll shut up Devin stripping <laughs> you get that cutaway of michelle standing there and like you just see something black hit her face and she's like fall down and she's like it's a sock but it was just like the funniest moment like if you dvr'd it have it still recorded like please go back and watch it like her expressions hilarious it was no and these are these are such like great moments on the challenge that i like like treasure i'm not when I watch them, like I value these moments because it's that's what makes a challenge house a challenge house. It's stuff like this, it's like when they have like the theme parties, when they do like, you know, we're going to start talking about the list. It's a real laurel move, you know, like. I, I have such high hopes for the season and now I really hope they don't get crushed <laughs> like real soon. I also got to say, like, Devin looked better once he actually took off the suit jacket because I remember, like, the look of him from the side on was not a good look. I thought, I was like, Devin, did you put on some pounds? They take his off. I was like, oh, no, he's actually in better shape than he was last season. So, you know, shows yeah. shows how much, you know, you know, got in better shape through taking off clothes. So good for him. Um, <laughs> uh, and that ends the hookup slash drama portion, which will be pretty healthy this season. Sometimes we talk about it last season, and it would only be for, like, five minutes. No, it's going to be a lot this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got more hookups, more drama to come. Switching over to gameplay and politics, which, again, there was a plethora Switching of over to the politics portion now. And, man, we had a lot of gameplay. Uh, Logan and Anissa had, you know, were the power team. And then there was a house vote where everyone had to decide one pair to go directly into elimination via a you know, house vote. Uh, the Veteran Alliance gets together. And when I say the Veteran Alliance, uh, it's Ashley and Amanda who are really – trying to push things forward and keep the people together. Uh, they go to Devin, they go to Josh, like, so Devin, like, wh- like what are we doing? Because they do this thing where they ask other people what they're doing in order to push their agenda. <laughs> yeah. So smart on Amanda's part. She's clearly watched the last couple of seasons that she's not taken part in. She's like, this is not work for the vets to like go after each other. Like, and I think Nani's one that said like an alum of this show needs to win this. Like, it just makes sense for them to work together. And I like how they don't even call it an alliance. They call it a truce as in like, I might not like you at all. And they're not going to say this on TV and they might've said it in confessionals. They'll never show it, but they're like, 
we're not going to get replaced by these obscure international rookies. Like it, we're not letting the show get taken over by people that are not us. So it makes total sense for them, for the viewers. It even makes sense because we know and love these people. And even if you don't love them, you love to hate them. I'm so down for it. I also think it's interesting that this, this truce, this not alliance, this truce has been put together with all the vets um, because the, the team in power is like a solid vet with Anissa and then a brand new person with Logan. So like whatever, like whoever they would want to put up could really, could really counteract theirs of the power teams. Yeah. I feel like Anissa really sold it to him though. And it was done so effortlessly. She was just like, like, these are my friends that I've known forever and I know you don't know them, but they're also going to help you out if you help me out, which is probably not even true, but it's all shade to tell someone with a huge ego and it looks like he has one. So what's so funny about that to me is that like Anissa should not be trusting these veterans because they're going to, you know, they don't, they actually don't care about her. She calls them her friends. It's like, nah, dude, this is why you lose every season. <laughs> like you should make a big move here if you can. Uh, and I, it's smart on Amanda and Ashley because they ran the game on invasion together. They saw the opportunity when people weren't really sure of what they're capable of. And because Amanda hasn't been on the show in a while and because Ashley has a few early exits, this is their shot. And they're also employing their same strategy from invasion where Ashley used Hunter and Amanda used Nelson. This time it's Ashley using Nelson and Amanda's using Fessy. And they got the, they got the Corey number as well. They got some other numbers with big brother they know how to spread their rhetoric and they used meat shields to massive effect on that season. Whether it was Anika, Latoya, Marie, Sylvia. I know Sylvia is a lavender lady, but she's this lavender lady meat shield. That's what she is to them. They throw her into elimination time and time again and keep themselves safe. And it could be deadly this season if they can get rolling. I agree. And meat shield, huge. One thing they didn't have on invasion because she was on a hiatus it was in the casting special, so forgive me for talking about it, but Nani literally said, like, I'm so happy on a season working with both of you and Ashley. We've never really worked on the same side. We're doing it. Like, we're doing it this season. Like, I love you, girl. Like, whatever. Nani is has just such a presence about her. I always talk about it. I've probably said it way too much at this point, but people love her. She's genuine. She's got the Big yeah. Brother Alliance through Casey. Obviously, Amanda and Ashley have the meat shields who bring in Corey and Big Brother as well. But Nani has Anissa and Tori and really any other vet and possibly rookie they could want. Nani can make that connection. Nani's just got this presence about her that people just naturally gravitate toward. And that's that's going to be so important for for this alliance. Sorry, this truce. <laughs> this alliance. Yeah. Truce. <laughs> Yeah, Nani has Casey, and then, man, all together, it's it's a good mix. Uh, the reason why Ashley and Nani are working together this season is because of Amanda, because Nani trusts Amanda's headfast loyalty, because she's not going to lie to you. She's not. She's going to play the game straight, and because of that, she can trust Ashley. In other seasons, those two boys had, you know, they've thrown some shady comments at each other. Uh, I've interviewed, you know, I interviewed Nani, and I feel like a couple of her, I mean, no, I interviewed Ashley, and her couple of her comments Felt like backhanded comments about Nani. She's like, you know, they're going to be together this season. But if Amanda falls out of the equation, then that could blow up. That is that is the problem in that scenario. Um, yeah. 
I will say is the Ashley Superfan who analyzes all the stuff. They did have their moment on Total Madness where they, it was like them against Bear and Maddie. And then they last season, Double Agents, they really weren't actively working against one another. And I think the shared dislike for Teresa definitely helped bond them. And you bring in Amanda, who is just like friends with both of them. And it's like, oh, this is good. And I will say this too. Sorry to keep flashing back to previous seasons, but there was this really iconic picture to me before they departed for World of Worlds 1. And it was the three of them. And I really feel like that season they would have worked together and been very anti-Kara. But of course, Ashley was first boot. But that's my little Ashley non-history lesson. I'll digress. And I also really like this this alliance so much more. Sorry, this truce. So much more for for Nani than, you know, the Holy Trinity. As much as oh, I, yeah. I like. Jenna wasn't helping her game ever. No. It is Kayla. They just it just puts them as people they can throw in in elimination against one another. Yeah. Plus Nani's like decent physically, whereas Amanda and Ashley have mental games that complement her well. It just, you know, Jenna, Nani, and Kayla is three different versions of the same player, one worse than another. I'm not going to say who in certain aspects, but yeah, this is a complementary trio. This is, I like this unholy trinity. That's Ooh. Oh right my now. God. Oh God damn. That's Pointing so good. It. Yeah. Some screenshots. You can tweet that later. <laughs> that's, oh, that's so good. Ooh, this is going to pop the podcast rating so well. Viewership's <laughs> going up. People are, oh, yeah, okay. All right. Um, You're welcome, ladies. But what's key to say is that in their conversations with Devin, with other people, they agreed we're going to do a double rookie team against a double rookie team, which is mathematically the best way to get rid of two rookies, <laughs> which is, you know, their goal. Um, and through that, once they hear the rumor of Michaela's list because they were already going to go for a double rookie team that was already going to happen but that just snowballed into Michaela and Renan having a reasoning for why they were going in uh and how do we find out about it Emia Lupe she is <laughs> she called herself a spy the gameplay kind of reminded me of a rat rats can go far sometimes I mean we've seen it on Big Brother in recent years especially but yeah when I was doing my preseason research on Emmy, one of the details on her like survivor bio was that she was known for confronting people about rumors and potential lies. This is literally the definition of that. She just got some information and squealed immediately. Oh God. Unbiased. Great television. Like <laughs> the girl is literally cracked. There's no other way to say it. Like her confessional looks like the blue pigtails where she's like convulsing because she actually might be a legitimate demon. I don't know. Hilarious. I don't love that she's coming after, you know, one of my girls. I love Michaela, but it makes sense if she's, I mean, she's with Corey Lay, who's also a rookie. It might've gotten to her ear. Like they're going to throw in two rookies. She might be like, well, let me throw the target somewhere else. Maybe this is controlled chaos. You know, if I were in a situation, I can't say that I wouldn't say, hey, here's what this person did. And Tori, she said she can't trust you at all. And maybe it's another thing where, like, maybe Emmy had just seen all the, like, press from past seasons of the challenge where you just see, like, Tori and Nisa. You just see their faces a lot with all of this and be like, well, I would gravitate towards them as well. If you have no, like, background knowledge on it. And Nisa... I was saying Anissa was in power. Yeah, and uh, Emmy was given a 
little bit of a Remy from Ratatouille vibe. <laughs> but <laughs> she was cooking delicious food. No, just <laughs> it was quite literally a rat. <laughs> You're she not may have. I don't know. <laughs> Like we are not but, slandering the name of Remy the Rat in this episode uh, today. Oh, first of all, that's a that's a historical film. I watched that the other day. Again, happy birthday, Christian. I'm so glad we watched that for your birthday. But still, I, I As, I'm trying so hard to root for Emmy, and I'm like, yeah, great. But, I, I can step aside and say it's great television. I really can. Yeah. Um and. Will it pay off for her? Who knows? Like Alan said, like rats sometimes go far, but the issue with being a rat or like the problem being a rat, it often gets back to the person you ratted on. And I feel like that happened incredibly fast. So fast. And I was like, is this just editing or am I, am I seeing this all so fast or what's happening here? And this, this is where we kind of got to cut in here because like what's evident in this episode is that, well, not evident, but there was a time skip that happened in this episode. Uh, during filming, uh, someone contracted COVID. And after that first daily challenge, they had to go into a quarantine. When they came back from the quarantine, that's when, like, a whole week passed. That's when they did the voting and then they did the elimination, which is why Nam is gone uh, by that point in the game. And that's why at the deliberation we see... Um, it becomes a conversation of Michaela and Renan as the vote option versus Corey and Emmy versus Michelle and Nam. Uh, that, that is a big thing that happened. Not even talked about. You don't see Nam in those scenes at all. And it just completely changed the game. And what I do want to say is that when Michaela, when all this information came out, she did not combat it in the best way possible for her game. Along with that, her survivor compatriots, who they had planned to be aligned with together, they folded under the pressure. They scurried immediately, and the rookies just had no composure. They just they just started throwing each other under the bus, whereas the vets just stayed solid. I mean, the vets were in power, but there was no opposition. Yeah, when, when Michaela walked up to a group of C.T., Corey, Anissa, and Tori, I'm pretty sure it was, and literally just bombarded and said, there's not a list. It's a name of who's partnered with who. Like so many other ways she could have been like, hey, guys, like I've heard some stuff. Could we have a moment to chat like so I could show you some things? But I mean, that's not why we love Michaela. We love Michaela from her shows on Survivor where she is her. She's not going to apologize for it. Um, and as far as Tommy and Michelle, you know, the U.S. Survivor people, they don't know what she said in her confessionals, but she said on the car ride in on the casting special, like they think I'm their friend, but I'm not, I'll, I'll cut them. I'll cut them off as quick as possible. And she did it pretty dang quick. I mean, she threw Michelle into the bus and it goes back to what Alan said about, you know, we didn't know how Michelle would translate onto the challenge. Oh, Michelle was quick to be cutthroat and be like, okay, Tommy, we're making our move. Like she's got to go. And Tommy with big T like that was something he told me, big T is like, we're just going to vote Michaela. Like, screw it. Like, I'm not about to get thrown out first or second or third because she wants to do this. Yeah. Fantastic gameplay on, on Michelle's parts. <sighs> yes. I don't want to say fantastic, though, because I, I really... I thought so. No, and I agree. I think it is. I just go back and forth because I really would have loved for them to get together and be like, what is going on here? 
like we've got to find a different enemy. Like, let's make a list and make it look like it's any handwriting. That's a bad idea. I don't know. But they had time to think about this. They could have definitely came together and figured something else out. Let's write it in Romanian. So right. what you do in this situation, there's only one solution. There's only and it, it might not even work. You campaign to all the other rookies and you tell them we're voting in a vet team and I, Michaela, and I, uh, Renan, are volunteering for elimination. We will be the volunteers to go up against whatever veteran team they throw in. That is the only way you could even salvage something. That's the only, because in the situation they were in, everyone was already voting for them. They just started throwing each other under the bus. They tried to throw Michelle under the bus, tried to throw Emmy under the bus, but they, it was a lost cause at that point in the game. And I don't think that, I mean, I, I, you don't, you don't ever, your, your, your mind is just to avoid elimination. So you don't think of something like that, but that is the only option they could have had. Yeah. Yeah. I also just want to note how refreshing it is that we're not focusing on them getting any skulls. Yes. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And I also uh, wanna, yeah. I want to point out too, how refreshing it is and i know that, that not everyone that watches the challenge watches survivor big brother per se but a lot of people do i find it really refreshing that these are rookies having beef that we're already invested in though because we're familiar with them like that that was huge to me um you know and none of the survivor u.s people are from the same season but seeing them interact was just like a whole like oh like they live in the same world and they also live in the same world as challengers like ashley anisa ct i don't know it just my stomach felt great. Loved it. And a little gameplay moment that I liked was uh, Corey talking to Michelle, and she's like, "So you won Survivor, right?" And she's trying to like kind of play it off in the moment. It's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I did." You know, like he's like, "Oh, so you're a real smart, strategic type person," and she's just like, "Come on, dude, don't blow my cover. I'm just, I'm just here to vibe right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to eye bang Emmanuel right now." <laughs> I heard you've never been voted off. Hmm. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. He's like, that's going to end the day. <laughs> and we'd be naive to think that Corey doesn't have some type of idea before coming in who these people yeah. he's going to play with. And like I've said on previous podcasts, he has made it clear he doesn't want to work with survivor people. So it doesn't matter to him. He can throw her under the bus all day long. I wonder if he's still going to have his his luck from last season with his partners. <laughs> I hope not because that was exhausting at like midway point. <laughs> I, bro, one of my, I think my most viewed article of that season was ranking every single one of Corey's partners. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, it definitely <laughs> transcended the whole season. Like that storyline was consistent, if anything. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, he made the final. I mean, he got Cam in the end. That, that was pretty good. I mean, didn't get the win, but still. Uh, and then, of course, we get to the Elimination Arena itself, which is beautiful this season. The elevated yeah. steps, the little pyramid thing, it's beautiful. Um, and TJ drops the bomb that you could pick any male and any female, and it'll be the, you know, Anissa would pick the male for Elimination, and Logan would pick the female. Anissa, she thinks to herself, well, and me and Corey had their little spat at deliberation with uh, Michaela and Renan, which I, I got to say, Renan didn't say anything. Up to this point of the yeah, he didn't say anything up to this point of this episode. Which Michaela was the star, but feels bad, man. When you're the first person voted into elimination and you don't say anything until the actual elimination itself, feels bad. 
Yeah. And honestly, like Renan, as a viewer, I'm like boring, but Renan in that moment was probably just like, please shut up. I picked the wrong partner. Like he even said, I I wanted to fly under the radar and that clearly didn't happen. No, no. (laughs) They're barely walking under the radar. So Anissa picks Corey. And what I find hilarious about this is that in her preseason promo was like, I'm so happy that we finally have a black gay male on the challenge to give representation. And the first thing she does is vote him in. And I got to say, a, bla- a a gay male, or at least a gay or bisexual male, has been voted into the first elimination they're eligible for on, I think, 11 out of 18 seasons, which is, you know, a staggering fact. And people, you know, it, it's not just like weak competitors. It's like strong people, too. Uh, Giving me Frenchie vibes. <laughs> yeah, it it just was weird that like Anissa wanted to vote in Corey and Emmy when she was under the assumption they'd be in pairs. Okay, now that they're not, you've had moments with this person. There are so many other rookie men that you could throw in. Why not him? Um, or why him, I should say. Yeah. I have speculation, but I'll say that for not this podcast. But yeah. it just was weird to me. And then Logan, because she thought Logan was going to vote Emmy to stay with her he goes completely rogue he's like i like emmy (laughs) and he throws in michelle out of nowhere and man that was a curveball and i just want to say like we're going to talk about Corey michelle versus ren and michaela in the elimination portion but on paper if you have this choice why not throw in like huey and casey why not like take your shot at kate like i don't know if you're ever gonna have a better shot at casey in the game when someone like huey is there or if you want to get like a strong male, maybe give them a Tracy and then or like a, or like a mid-level male who could like stack up well with Renan. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even consider that, um, but I'm also not in the game. Like Anissa could have totally swayed that, but she's scared. And I, I would be, too. But here's the thing. Anissa's not won a season ever. Anissa always falls up short. And it's because she does the same thing every season. At that point, who cares about the truce? You can try to make that back up later. Um, Nani will be pissed, but like all the other girls in the house are going to thank you. Like, yeah, that's kind of genius, Alan. Yeah, Alan should have won. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, man, you could like not this. Like, you couldn't throw, you couldn't take out CT this elimination because he would just outweigh Renan completely the same way wow. that we saw, you know, later. But like. In a future elimination, put CT and Tracy in together. Put CT and Big T in together. I mean, like, I, I apologize to Big T, I love her, but man, you, like, that could be your shot to win the game. If this elimination format stays true to the rest of the game, some really interesting stuff could happen. It's, oh, uh, and, it, and it's so much better without the skulls. Yes. Skulls bad. Skulls, skulls, skulls breed boring. <laughs> this this is great. Yeah. And that's uh, our politics portion. And We're about to move time into to talk about the elimination. elimination they were playing back up off me, which is similar to the CT Bananas backpack game into the elimination that Hunter and uh, Nelson played on Dirty 30, uh, except it was done in paired format. So your team combined weight was trying to uh, take one team over the ledge and fall down a slope. Uh, you know, Corey and Michelle versus 
Michaela and Renan. And what was very apparent was that Corey outweighed Renan by a massive amount, about like 40, 50 pounds. And so while Michaela had good size on Michelle and would have beat her in this elimination, and Michelle even said, like, yeah, Michaela's stronger than me. And people in the crowd are like, whoa, Renan got torn up in this elimination. For a guy that's a sex therapist, he seemed really lazy on his back and really lazy on his side. And he was also in a harness. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like Alan said, Michelle, I love the awareness of like, I could not have beat Michaela, but Corey really like, even when his name was announced, he was, he was shocked. But like, you could just see in his face, like I'm here to do one thing and that's not be first boot. Um, It it was so impressive. And, you know, Renan did say like, I think my, Elbow popped out of socket, which we later see he's in a sling. But, you know, little things like that don't really matter if you've got this beast of a man that is Corey Lay. I mean, little things like Michelle don't matter when she's with a beast of a man like Corey Lay. Michaela put up a great fight. I I can't say she didn't, but Corey. Corey dominated this. I, like, forgot the other three people were there. Somebody made the statement like... You know, we saw CT with the backpack, but this is Corey with the backpack, the saddlebag, the fanny pack, and the handbag. And it's like, yeah. Anissa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got to say, one of the best moments of the episode, something I forgot to mention in the voting portion, is when Anissa votes in Corey. Corey just shakes his head like, this is such a dumb choice. Like, why are you, like, doing this? Like, like you talk, like, you can see even in his head, like, you talk about LGBT representation. Why are you throwing me in? It's like, you can have, you pick anyone. Like, I'm not Emmy. Uh, and he shakes his head, and then Anissa, in reaction, like she like shrugs her shoulders and gives a reaction face too that was just on par and was hilarious. <laughs> but if so, anything, like given the results of the elimination, Anissa did did Corey a favor. Oh yeah, everyone's gonna respect him way more now. And I gotta say, in the elimination itself, very key is that Corey was the only person who was grabbing the rails, grabbing the little parts of the stage they were on to give himself leverage and no one else was doing that in the elimination yeah. he you could tell he's a challenge fan because he was playing with challenge strategies i was just i i'm like yelling at the screen as i'm watching i'm like do something what are you doing a lot of them were just like oh i'll just kick a little bit i guess yeah Corey was impressive and i mean just based on how we're talking it's pretty clear like Corey and michelle win through Corey alone um, devast- like amazing win for Corey and Michelle. So happy for them. But like, if you're a Survivor fan, you lost either way. Like, you have Michelle, who yep. you know is endearing and people love. She's a winner, and you know we saw her struggles on both of her seasons of not being taken seriously. And we want to see her finally on a show be appreciated. But then you have Michaela, who's also done two seasons and who's been screwed over and has been loyal and has been firing. Has just been like such a badass, like comp threat mental game person and you know she's gone now and i hate it she'll be i think she'll be back i'm hopeful and she even she was like in her confessional the way i mean she the way she was treated in this episode was not like someone who isn't going to come back to the challenge she was treated very much as someone like hey guys like we're going to give you as much michaela as you can this episode because she's going to be on next season and she's going to be a staple going forward which i'm very thankful for and even though Corey beasted this elimination and I have like I think he I think he's awesome. Michelle held her own. Michelle did a really good job. She, yeah. uh, and, and you know she, it was a 
it was a really good team win. Corey was obviously the MVP, but they did well as a team. And Renan, well, goodbye, man. You're gone. You're, you're done from the series. You were, you were edited to be someone who we see once and then never again. Yeah. If, you if got tracy Literally. And Tracy's still there. Um, you know, if he would have stayed and had sex with someone, like, yeah, he probably could have, like, done something else. But, um, you know, have fun. After the elimination, TJ reveals the elephant in the room, and that is Nam is no longer there. Um, he brings in uh, Nam's replacement, who is Ed Easton from the Circle US, and everyone goes crazy. Uh, I think my favorite reaction is Nelson looks hyped. And in my mind, I thought Nelson thought it was Hunter <laughs> based on the height and the muscles. And <laughs> uh, obviously, Hunter doesn't have that type of hair, though. <laughs> obviously yeah <laughs> Hunter has hair I well hardly of course um I, I I like that we got another U.S. rookie like I'm always complaining forgive me but like I also know Ed from a season he did it with his mom Ugh. but you know I like familiar faces the only thing that struck me as odd was he was an American player replacing an international player and I know that there was another international player in quarantine, but I think he fit the like Huey archetype to an extent. Um, so they didn't want to do that. But yeah, I was glad to see him. But it was it was weird to see just how short he is because Alan mentioned previously, like Nelson's five seven, five eight, maybe five nine on a good day. Ed's like shorter than he is. So he's a tiny dude. Yeah, both both Ed and Hunter are guys that are five who are listed at five eight, but they look five six, maybe even five five. Uh, Ed was a college athlete, track and field, uh, went to Cornell University, like Andy Bernard, uh, engineer. Um, so in theory, athlete plus brains, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a strong player. Um, I like that they added him, but it was, I just thought the crowd reaction to someone we didn't know or weren't supposed to know was really funny. My only thought on this was that, like, he definitely flew to location with a lot of them. And they were like, oh, he's a cool dude. And we're bummed that he didn't make the final cast. And they're like, oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah, because it gave me very much, like, everybody was like, yeah. And I was like, this guy. <laughs> okay. They should have had a graphic over his head as he was running in that said Ed. <laughs> yeah. I know. TJ was like, and here's Agent ed it was just like so anticlimactic <laughs> and here's ed but i mean it is like a little good surprise to have at the end of the episode even if we didn't really know what we were getting it was like you know finding a 20 dollar gift card from target after you're done opening all your presents like i love target you know that's <laughs> uh oh i'm american that... i still have target is target not exist in canada no it went bankrupt wow within like a year Wow, there are lots of Targets here thriving. I Like, I live in Target yeah, Central. I, Good thing Ed's an American, not a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> learns? Um, and after the elimination, TJ reveals a twist that Michelle and Corey get to change their partners. They will infiltrate for obvious reasons. Michelle's like, yeah, we're definitely switching up. Uh, Michelle looks into the crowd, and one person... Raises their hand. It's Devin. And it's Wano why he raised his hand. 
It's because of the person standing below him, and that's Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to shake her shoulders, as did Nani, Big T, and one other person in the episode. So that was so dumb. Michelle, she's she's watched this show before. Like, she's not coming into this blindly. Pick CT. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, pick CT. It's that simple Wait, to me. Why wouldn't you pick him? And she said, too, like, me and Devin have a lot of the same strengths like with puzzles and like we like to politic that's great but that's all not what you need reason. as a partner because you're going to be missing the other components pick ct he has all the components pick ct i will say though like when you're when you see that field of veterans uh if someone raises their hand i would go with them too because it makes you feel wanted and also devin has a lot of social connections with people like amanda ashley ct and kyle and he was close with Nan beforehand. So just that openness, that reception, I, I think it is a good thing. And while CT is obviously the best partner you could have, as we can see in this game, not all these, you know, partnerships are permanent. Uh, at least with Devin, if you can't, you know, sometimes you put the idea of like, hey, we'll put a strong physical person with someone who's strong mentally and they'll complement each other. But the opposite could happen sometimes where the strong mental person has to do something physical and the other person has to do something mental, and you just both go down together. Whereas with Devin, they just double down on their strength, and if they get something mental, you know they're going to dominate. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't considered any of that, and that's why you write the articles, and I just voice my opinion. Go ahead, Nikki. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think also it was... Michelle was like, okay, focus on the game, not boys. But also she was like, I'm going to pick someone based on not Braun. Uh, and I'm like, oh, honey. Yeah. 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 Maybe she just felt close after he threw his sock at her face and probably <laughs> like raised it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Luke. Imagine <laughs> the smell. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be honest. That, that That mindset of thinking only hit me when I saw... Um, Final Reckoning and Shane and Nelson where I was like oh yeah they complement each other's strengths and weaknesses so well and they didn't win a single daily challenge because they just brought each other down in so many cases <laughs> uh, yeah they won a single thing they were I the mean, worst team well no they won some elimination they won some clutch eliminations including the one against Brad and Kyle but yeah uh, they're, it just that idea of complementary players can sometimes go the exact other way in devastating effect. Uh, Corey, he chooses... He chooses Tori. Tori, which is a smart pick because so they, they have rhyming names. Uh, oh, it's 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 the same as last season. Corey, yeah. Corey Wharton chose, chose Tori. Now and Corey Lay. It's a decent partnership. They had their little interaction on episode zero, but more than anything, Kells is devastated. He is pissed off because he realizes... Oh, man, I got Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to touch on him picking Tori just one more time. Like, I think it's also incredibly smart because he knows that Anissa's closest ally is Tori. And he might be thinking this moment, have I done something to piss Anissa off to the point where she'd throw me in? Like, let me get back in her good graces because, like, I don't want to be thrown back into this. And then it comes to Kels. I'd be pissed, too. Like, he made a really good selection by coming in a great place, like, the first day, and now he's with the pole. 
Sorry. But she's just the pole now. Yeah, I mean, that's a team where you, you throw them in together or you hope they come in last place. Uh, I, I feel bad for – I mean, I'm sorry, Tracy. So, no, no, no. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's a tough look. I don't but, know her personally, so I'm not sorry. And I, I think we can say that Tracy's not here because she thinks she can win. She's here for exposure. Yeah. Which is fun. I mean, yeah. Alan said in the in the preseason podcast, like the cast breakdown, she's recently moved to California, Los Angeles specifically, to pursue the life of a model and influencer. Like, this is a stepping stone for her. Her and, her and Gabo can just do whatever <laughs> her is they want to do. In theory, um, you know, Kel splitting up could be a good thing because – he has the existing relationship with Tori, and if they continue to flirt, then it's just spreading their numbers across multiple pairings, which you know can work really well, as we saw with, you know, I'm not going to compare them to Kevin Leroy, but Kevin Leroy understood the importance of having separate votes, you know, on separate teams, because then you could spread the wealth. Now, I'm not comparing them at all, but they understood that sometimes if you're like hooking up, it's not the best idea to be in the same pairing. Uh, Emmy as a partner, who does she get to end the episode? She got Agent Agent Ed, Ed and Emmy, uh, five letter team combined. Ademi, uh, Ed, Ed and Emmy. She's the same height as him. It looked like, and you know, that could if be compatible. Not, if not three inches taller, <laughs> like. But you're right. Like they're both. Well, he's short. She's. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I honestly like. Ed is ripped. Like, he's short, but he's ripped. So I think they could be good together. We could see this shape up to be something good. I don't know. Emmy, I feel like Emmy's going to bring more drama. Like oh, this, was, sure. this wasn't her, like, only episode. I feel like she's not going to, like, sit back and be quiet the rest of the time. Ed has no idea what he's getting. Sorry, Agent Ed has no idea what he's getting <laughs> into here. It'd be funny if we, like, just call everyone by their names and it's like, Agent Ed. Just that one guy, but uh, Agent Ed, the pole, the unholy trinity. This is we got a lot, a lot of things going on here. Yeah, this pot. We're also like ninety minutes into the episode at this point, but we had fun. We had a good episode. I hope the viewers enjoyed this episode because we're gonna come back next week with a more efficient episode, most more likely. If it if it is a long episode, then you know that show was good, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us. On Twitter, at the Nikki Sin, at Final Reckoning, at the Alan Aguirre, on YouTube, at Caffeine Confessionals, Spotify, iTunes, Caffeine Confessionals. Give us five stars on iTunes if you can. We really appreciate it. And just watch our plethora of other videos. I just found out recently from a friend that her boyfriend watches our videos, and it's awesome. That I mean, it's like like didn't, someone I didn't even know. It's just good stuff all around so much good content podcast videos etc etc have a great day